0: Siyata de Shemaya, Parishas, and we start the parishes in the Torah that start dealing with the Inyone a Mishkon, and the building of the Mishkon and the various materials that the Mishkon was filled in. And there are, it's interesting, there are many, many lessons that we could learn, life lessons that we could learn just from some of the words that the Torah describes. And uh, this week, Be'ez Hashem, is one of those weeks that I want to just pick literally, I think it's one word that we're going to spend the shir on tonight, Be'ez Hashem which I happen to believe uh, we have touched upon this possibly a few weeks ago and possibly many times, but I don't think there's a shortage of times that we can discuss this topic. It's a very, very important and crucial topic for our own growth in our lives as yin. So we have in the parsha in Perik of Hei, the Sugya of the Avnei Maluyim. And the Bosak says, "Avne shoyam va'avnei meluim le'ephoid v'la We know that the Avnei meluyim were the precious, precious donation stones that were given towards the Mishkon. Uh, and the Avnei meluim were actually assorted gems that were set into the breastplate that the Kohen Godal wore. Now, what exactly is the translation of the Avnei meluyim? I think it's going to... The way that the Torah describes it will very much lead... Uh, to an incredible message to our own lives. And if you look at Rashi, Rashi explains, what is this miluim? So Rashi says al so shame, lehem bazov, mo'shev kamin guma. That in the breastplate there was a hole. There was like a cavity. The and they would put this beautiful jewel, this beautiful stone in that hole, in a designated space. And Lamala said to fill up the hole. Avne So basically that's the lost of the Avne meluyin. means the filling stones. It basically means that the stone, the gem, the beautiful stone, was filling the hole that was created for it. Okay. So Rashi explained to us the Yisait that it's called meluyin because these beautiful, wonderful, incredible stones were placed in a hole, and that was the place where they filled up. Now it's a little bit of an interesting thing. There's a beautiful sefer called Yosef Das. And he asks the question. It looks interesting. Should we not have rather called these stones Avonim Yakorim? These are precious stones. These are incredible. These are exquisite. These are expensive. We're qu- wait, wait, let's call them Avonim Yakoris. Beautiful, very expensive, very very precious stones. What's this loshen of Avne Miluyim? that the lotion of the stone is filling a space what does that mean and what's the message that it's trying to tell us so I want to delve into a couple of different ideas and then we'll get back to this idea first of all is a Rashi Rashi in Parashas Va'ira Perek Vov in Posuk Chovzayim <speaking> in <Hebrew> says Rashi incredible thing Says Rashi, who Aaron or Moshe? Says Rashi, yesh makoymos, there are certain places, shemakdim Aaron or That sometimes the Torah puts Aaron before Moshe's name. The yesh makoymos, shemakdim Moshe and Aaron. And sometimes the Torah puts Moshe before Aaron. What's the shot? Why is it that sometimes we have Aaron before Moshe or Moshe before Aaron? What is the representation? What is the message? Says Rashi, very simple. Loima to tell you, sheshkulin in that they were equal. As I said in Rashi. Asks Rebosha, In Drash Mosha. The following Kasha. They were equal. <laughs> moshe and Aaron were equal. How does that make any sense? That Moshe and Aaron were equal. Moishura Rabbeinu. There wasn't an honor that ever lived and ever will live. Who was on the level of, of, of Moishura Rabbeinu. There wasn't a Novi that was on the level of Moishura Rabbeinu. And ever will be. Everything we do is Moshe Mosha. or Moisha Avdai. Everything is Moishura Rabbeinu. Asks Reb Moshe, what's Pshat? Well, Rashi says over here that the reason that the Torah sometimes puts Aaron first and sometimes puts Moshe first is to tell us that they're equal. What's, what does that mean? Explains with Moshe incredible idea. And Ramosha says, Eimach It could be that Aaron Akoyan did not attain the level of spirituality as Moshe Rabbeinu. However, says with Moshe, that Aaron was still equal. Why? Because he succeeded in accomplishing everything he had the ability to succeed in. And in this respect, Moshe and Aaron were equal. Because both of them fulfilled their potential. As Moshe puts it, success is accomplishing everything that you have the potential to succeed in and to accomplish. There's a Gemara in Psoch in Dafnun. Those of you that are holding a Daphne, it wasn't that long ago. The Gemara in Tzach and Dachman says an incredible idea. He says uh, the story of Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef, who was the son of Rabbi Shua ben Navi, who had a near death experience. He almost died. Maybe for a few seconds he was hovering between life and death. And when he came back into this world, he said the famous statement Oilam hafugh raisi. I see the opposite world. It doesn't make any sense. I see people in this world. That are seemingly very, very successful. And very incredible. And in the next world, they're nothing. And then I see people in this world that seem as nothing. And who are these people? They're not succeeding then. They're worth nothing. And yet in the next world, these people are incredibly successful. These people are are, at the height of success. I see an upside down world. The Mephoshim say, what does that mean? What's Pshat in the Gemara? So The Pshat is like this. The Mephoshim explain that... The way we look at success is down over here. The way we look at success is very simple. is that we look at a person's accomplishments. If he accomplished a lot, oh, that's a successful guy. If he didn't accomplish so much, eh, he's not so successful. In Shomayim, by the Rabboni Shalom, the Rabboni Shalom doesn't judge by your accomplishments. The Rabboni Shalom judges by what you could do. By what you have the capability of your accomplishments and your potential. Therefore, the Gomorrah was telling us, I saw the opposite way around. Because down here, we look at a guy who succeeded. He accomplished. Wow, this guy's is In the next world, he's a nothing. Because he probably could have done a lot more. And then you'll have a guy down here who looks like a nothing. He looks like he didn't accomplish anything. What did he do in his life? And yet when you get to Shemayim, he's on top of the world of the world why because it's not about what you accomplish it's about your potential what you have the capabilities of accomplishing and that and that is the idea of the Gemara of Olam Hofoch Reisi and Parashas Bar Midbar Moshe Rabbeinu as we famously know was instructed by the Rabbein to count all the Jewish people to count Kalal Yisro what does it mean what does it mean to count Kalal So we of all know, the of all say the similar idea, it was how much the Rebun Shem loves Kalal loves every single individual. Every person is different, every person has their individuality, and therefore the Rebun Shem wanted to count them again. Rav Desla Zatzal, the Mikhtav Melyon, has an incredible idea about this. And he says, can you imagine if a king invited all of his subjects, he invited everybody to come and bring him presents and bring him something nice. And every single person brings exactly the same thing. What would the guys at the back of the line feel like? The guys at the back of the line will feel like, "Uh, what am I giving? What am I adding? I'm giving the same thing everybody else is giving. I'm not unique. I'm not offering anything unique. And therefore, there's no satisfaction in what they're doing. And they basically would recognize that their gift is worthless. Says of death the most incredible idea. He says, "You know what this concept illustrates? This whole idea that there were a bunch of counts and everyone's equal and potential and capabilities." Says Rav Dessler, "To make sure that nobody in Jewish people in the Klal Yisrael feel worthless, the Ravonishim did the most incredible chesed in the world. And what he did was is he gave every individual different capabilities, different weaknesses." different temptations to overcome, different family situations, different friends and different surroundings. Because of these natural differences, there is not a single person that from the beginning of the creation till the end of the creation, that will ever have the same way of serving the Rabbi Nisholeim like you do. No such thing. That means every single person has their particular way of serving the Rabbi Nisholeim. Every single person has their unique Avodah Hashem that nobody else can do. Because the don't gave everyone their personal set of circumstances. And therefore, if you are given a certain thing or circumstances, it means that this is your personal Avoid Hashem. This is how the Ravon wanted you to serve Him. And people complain, why is it that I grew up this way? Why is it that I had this bad experience, this negative experience? Whatever it may be. Everybody, people have complaints about this. But really, what we're meant to be looking at, it says with Desla, is with the understanding that no, for Every single person has his challenge. Every person has his capabilities. We're not judging by accomplishment. We're judging by capabilities. And there's no one in this world that knows your capabilities except the Ruban Shailam. And therefore, everyone has their unique service and avoid this Hashem. Let's go back to our Parsha. Let's go back to Parsha's truma over here. This week's Parsha. Avni if you remember the question that we started with. What is this business of the Avni Miluim? So we know that the 12 stones that were in the breastplate of the Gadol represented the 12 Shvatim, the 12 tribes in Kelal Yisrael. In fact, where Beilu Bechaya brings down a parashat he in fact, he says that every single name of each shavit was actually engraved on each one of the stones representing the unique quality and uniqueness of that particular tribe. Had the Torah had referred to these precious stones as avonim yukorim, precious, beautiful, expensive stones, then the name would imply that their value is only because of their monetary value. It, wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it would basically imply that every tribe is not equal in value, just like every stone is not equal in value. Whereas, once the Torah used avne miluyim. Once we use the Lashon that these stones are filling something. You know what that message is? Incredible message. The message is that as all the stones equally fill their place that was designated for them, so too every Shavit and in turn every single one of us has our particular place that we have to fill in this world. That's the Avnei Meloyim. That's the Loshan of the Avni Manum, which is an incredible, incredible thing. And a lot of people, especially when you read stories of Gedalim. you read stories of G'dayim and you hear, wow, this was incredible. He, he learned 64 hours a day and he knew Kolatari Kulai before he was even out." Unbelievable. What about me? What about me? What, what am I going to offer into this world? So I want to tell you a Loshan of Rabbi Yoyna. Rabbeinu Nili writes in his Sefer Sharay Avoda. I want to quote to his lesson. He says, "Hapesach harishon." This is such an important idea. Rabbi so "Take this idea for the rest of your life." It says Rabbi Nili Pesach harishon." Who? She yedah her ish, her oved erech A person should know his own worth. The the eats a A person should know his chibas, his place, the place that he's filling. There's an incredible lotion in Rptzadik k'koyin and In at tzadik kufn Listen to what he says: Kishem should odum Hashem Just like a person has an obligation to believe in Hashem, every person has an obligation to believe in the It says Since Rptzadik k'koyim kach a person has to believe in himself person has to understand who is he what's his place what's his potential what's his capabilities not his accomplishments but what is his capabilities there's a a letter in the Chazanish the Chazanish writes in a sefer he writes you know how come you find and this is the Chazanish talking in his generation you find people that are what he calls spiritually blocked I don't know if you've ever heard this but I've heard this Many, many times. Maybe I feel no connection. No connection. What connection do I have? I have? a connection to Hashem. What connection? How many people can ask themselves that question? What connection do you have to the Rabbayi Nishalai? It's a question that everyone has to ask. The Chazanish says we find people that are spiritually blocked. There's no, they, they just can't get through the blockages and the layers and layers that are covering the heart. Says the Chazanish, why? Why is it in this generation... Said the Chazanish, we find people that are just so disconnected. They don't connect. I hear this all the time. It's, 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 it's cryable. It's posh- You could cry when you hear that. But somebody that says I have no connection to the Rabbi Yisholam, you could cry. Where's the connection? Why do we lose it? What's the reason why we don't have it? Says the Chazanish, I'll tell you. The Chazanish says, because of many of the Nishonis that we face, that we often fall in, is because people have lost their own self-worth. And if you lose your own self-worth and you've got no self-worth, then at the end of the day, if your life has no higher meaning, then why not live as an animal? And if that's the case, you won't have a connection. So the Chazanish, that's the Pshat. The reason why people are spiritually blocked, that connection is missing. We need to rebuild that connection. Explains the Chazanish, how do we do it? Self-worth. Realize who you are. Realize what you could accomplish. Realize what you're capable of. Every single person has an incredible worth. And if that's the case, that's the reason, said the Chazanish, why we fall and we don't manage to overcome unsueness, our challenges. Because, eh, what am I anyway? I'm a nothing. What's the difference? What, what, you think I do anything that's Choshav? You think there are a bunch really cares about what I do? How many times have you heard that? And the problem is, that's where it comes from. And then because of that, we have a spiritual blockness and everything else. When a person doesn't recognize, he doesn't realize how chashiv and significant he is in the world, he can lose all the sense of dignity. I want to read to you Olashon in the Shemishmul, in Parshas history. The Shemishmul in Parashas Yisrael, Ayin Hay, says like this. Listen to this. She'ika hachissorin ba'odam, she'inu nafshoy. He's not. He doesn't recognize his gewaldiness. He doesn't recognize how great he is and what he can accomplish. <inaudible> if it will be so clear in front of his eyes, <inaudible> Who is he? And what are his strengths? <inaudible> he would never come to Avera. Said the Shemeshwar, Why would a person never come to Avera? He's explained to us such a deep yesoi. Why do we do Averas? because we don't recognize who we are. We don't recognize our Godless, our Kedusha, and what we can accomplish. When a person doesn't recognize that, then eh, big deal. Do this, <laughs> speak that Lashon, say that, embarrass that guy, what's the difference? But if we would really recognize who we are and what we can accomplish, and our place, Avne in this world, then it can change our entire Avoidas Hashem. And I just want to bring to your attention Two very small stories that represent this idea. There was a Yid who was right near Radin. And he says to himself, I'm right near Radin, I'm right by the Chavetz Chaim. How can I not go into the Chavetz Chaim? How can I go into the Chavetz Chaim? But it's a little bit late now, I can't walk into the Ile." Rebbe. So it was very, very late. He was totally exhausted. He found a little inn or some hotel. He went to sleep. So the Next morning, Mitzvah Shem after so I'm going to get a brochure from the Chavetz Chaim. He comes into the Chavetz Chaim's room. And the Chavetz Chaim, without any introduction, without anything, the Chovetz Chaim starts saying, today there's a famine in Himmel. There's a famine in Shomayim. Can you imagine? Says the Chovetz Chaim, the Reboi in is waiting and longs for every mitzvah, and yisro, even a mariv. And this guy's like, "Huh? <laughs> Why is the Chovetz Chaim? Like, what, 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 what happened over here? What's Pshat? You know you go to a sometimes and he says something that you don't understand? There's obviously a Pshat. Because in the tzaddik said something that you need to hear. And then he chapped. And then he chapped. A marif, I forgot to have a mariv last night. I, I, I forgot to have a marath. I was very late. I came in. I, I was exhausted. I fell asleep. I forgot to have a marath. And the Chobot Chaim picked it up. My marif, My little mariv. Made such a difference. I guess so. I guess the Chobot Chaim picked it up. We all know the famous mice of the Halik River The Rebbe Rebbe, needed a minion one time. So they scrounged around to find a minion. They found this one, they found that one. Eventually they found another nine people and they put together the minion. They said to the Rebbe, no, we can start. We can daven. I said, no, I need a minion. No, we have have a minion. No, I need a minion of people that haven't davened. (laughs) I asked all these people. uh, Rabbi said, have anybody davened? Uh, um. Rebbe, what's going on? So he pointed to one guy. He says, have you davened? The guy had no choice. The rabbi asked him if he it?" and He said, um, "Yeah, I've done it already." Oh, we need another guy. So they went to the guy afterwards. They said, "I don't understand. A chutzpah. Were you not embarrassed?" The rabbi comes to you and says that you know, have you davened? And yeah, uh, you lied. You came. Down. What, what? You're not embarrassed. So he said a very gavaldik yishtit. It's an incredible, incredible yishtit. He says, "No, just the opposite. I can't. For the last thirty years." I thought, my marif, it makes a difference. <laughs> you think when I dove marif, you think, it, you think it's Shemaim, it registers? You think the of really listening? Do you think it makes a difference? From the very fact that the Rebunshon's Rebbe was able to detect that my little marif has already been dovened, that means it was registered in Shemaim. That means it did something, it accomplished something. A little marif. One last thing, Rabbi, so a woman came. You know, in she married a guy, unfortunately, and she divorced him. Afterwards, not long afterwards, after she had given birth to a boy. She had a son from this guy. She came to Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky's at with a request. Her son, who she tried very hard to raise as a from Jew, had rejected it and decided to marry a Goyesha girl. She said, Rabbi Yaakov, please, would you please try and persuade my son to change his mind? Please try. She so says, Listen, I don't think there's much I can do to change his mind, but listen, I have no problem trying. No, bring him in. So she brings him in, and he met with the young man, and he said, Tell me something. Have you ever heard of the tzaddik, the Chavitz Chaim? He said, Sure, of course I've heard of the Chavitz Chaim. He said, Do you know that the Chavitz Chaim married the Goyish woman? He says, Huh? <laughs> not possible. The Chavitz Chaim, that tzaddik, absolutely not. No way. So no, I'm telling you, he met. Ma- no way! I don't believe it! Not Shaya, at Sadiq, the Havit's guy married a Goyish woman? How can that be? Chavit Chaim! She said, ah, so you would agree that such an act would be bad for him? Because he's a big Tzaddik. So, Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky, and we'll finish with this, Rabbi it's so you should understand that there is no difference between you and the Havit's Chaim. Both of you have an Hashama that's a part of the Rabbi Nishilaylam's Chilek. Every single Yid has that Neshama. We often feel that we're not accomplishing. We're not doing anything. We're not actually getting anywhere. But yet the Avni Miloom in this week's parasha teaches us that the Avni Malum filled their place. Every single one of us fill our place in Yiddishkeit and in our avoidance Hashem. Take that beautiful neshama, take that beautiful guf that you were given and use it for avoidance Hashem and understand your word. And Hashem, if you do that, we'll be zoichet to what the Chazanish told us, that we'll be able to clear up the spiritual block and the siyat of have more of a tam in Yiddishkeit.